Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. Our purpose on Journey to Success Radio is to interview and promote people who are making a positive difference in this world. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a motivational speaker helping people to live positively with and through the many and varied challenges of life. I've had rheumatoid arthritis from my jaw to my toes since the age of five. That's 45 years now. And in that time, I've had four hips, four knees, and two shoulders replaced, which makes me sound like a spider. And I've been hospitalized about 40 times. I also stand about... And that's due to the heavy daily doses of the steroid prednisone that I had to take to fight my arthritis. Despite those physical challenges, I always answer amazing when asked how I'm doing. Uh, I tell people 80% of the time it's true, and the other 20% of the time it's to remind myself that is true. Find out more about me at my website. Uh, it's Tom, the number two, and tall, T-A-L-L dot com. My guest today is the amazing Donna Messer. She is a speaker, journalist, author, coach, trainer, advisor, facilitator, mentor, and leader. Those are all some of the words that describe Donna Messer to a T. Uh, you'll see that she has a common theme running through them all, and online you'll see as well a love of people. For more than two decades, she's been a renowned expert on and promoter of the often overlooked currency of business, which is personal relationships, how to forge, nurture, and leverage relationships to enable those who properly cultivate those relationships to put them to mutual benefit. I like that mutual benefit in there. She's president of Connect Us Canada. What an amazing name for describing exactly what she does. Her network extends well into the tens of thousands, a network that she routinely and freely shares with her clients, associates, acquaintances via the uh, speaking engagements and workshops she holds around the world. She's a dynamic, highly sought-after speaker, uh, spoken throughout North America, Caribbean, Mexico, Europe, and Iceland. Wow, on a host of topics uh, dealing with the art of networking and the ties that bind. For us Canadians that are listening, she has spoken before federal, provincial, municipal, and state governments, even serving as an advisor to the Prime Minister's office, the PMO, on issues relating to women in business. It would take me another half hour to 45 minutes just to read all of her accomplishments, so I will stop right here and welcome Donna to the show. Welcome, Donna. Thank you, Tom. I'm delighted to, to be here, and I, when I hear people introduce me, I always think, hmm, I'd like to meet that person. I wonder who she is. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that people like you and I, we just kind of do things. And when somebody starts talking about what it is that we've done, you really have to step back and go, really? How, how could I have done all of that? Uh, God, she must be old. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much for, for inviting me on, and I'm delighted that I'm, uh, I'm with you today. Uh, wherever I turned, I saw your name, so sometimes I figure, all right, this has got to be something. I better ask this person. And so you've appeared on enough of my screens of life to say, man, I better try and interview this woman because we seem to have a lot of similarities. Now, networking and the love of people, 
did this start off early in life? Uh, were you organizing kids around your home to do different things? or How did you come upon this? Because let me start by saying, like, Napoleon Hill's number one principle is everyone needs to find their definite purpose. I call it their God-given definite purpose because... Sometimes they may be pursuing a definite purpose of a parent. But let's say you have found your purpose, and how early did you find it? Did you have inklings of your love of people and your ability to connect with all different variety of people around the world? How did that develop? Because it's not a skill that many people have. Well, I I think I have to either give credit or blame uh, to my maternal grandmother. Uh, She was... um, she was a professional woman before women were professional. And uh, she believed that uh, if I wanted anything, I was going to accomplish anything, it would be by making me aware of the fact that it isn't about the me in the world, it's about the we in the world. So as a very young child, she decided that she would teach me about all of the people that I would be meeting as I grew up. So every time I was to go anywhere, she would say, well, who are you going to meet, Donna? Where are you going to be, Donna? Who, who's going to be there? And uh, I would say, well, I'm going to take the streetcar. And she'd say, well, what's the streetcar driver's name? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, then the next time you get on the streetcar, say, hi, my name is Donna. What's your name? And if he says, my name is Mr. Bob, she said, the next time you get on that same streetcar and you recognize that man, you say, hello, Mr. Bob, how are you today? And you will make Mr. Bob feel special. Okay, said I, and my grandmother taught me that uh, if you take the time to recognize who's in the room with you and you make them understand that they are more important than you are, then you become someone who sets a... a I guess a way of life that uh, I've lived all my life. Uh, I believe that if you take the time to listen, you learn more. And sometimes it's better to not talk and just listen. And uh, I've been doing that forever. So I've always been someone who is very active in whatever I'm good at. Uh, And I've got to tell you, I don't do anything I'm not good at. (laughs) <laughs> and that's not because I'm I'm too proud. It's just that why would I do it when somebody else can do it better than me? Yes. So I try to be my very best at what I'm good at. Wow. Wow. And you talked about a phrase I love from me to we. Um, and even there's an organization, nonprofit here, me to we. I guess it's worldwide. Uh, yeah. That talks about that. Uh, they're trying to work with you know young people, youth, and get them starting on the me to we thinking yes. and. And wow, for a grandmother, that's quite a legacy to live because a lot of, I haven't heard anyone who's said that about their grandmother, that they taught them the art of yeah. paying attention yeah. to people, listening to people, being interested in people. And uh, so you grew up with that. And so you've obviously just walked into your purpose with your grandmother's help. I think so. Uh, you know, I was active uh, all through school. If there was any uh, clubs or groups that interested me, I would join them, and if uh, I joined them, I would end up in some way, shape, or form leading something mm-hmm. uh, and leading by example. Uh, yeah. You know, I wasn't the smartest person in the world. Uh, I was sort of, you know, mid-level. 
All my friends seem to make uh, better marks than me easier than I did. But I worked at it and passed and just kept growing. <laughs> well, uh, I forget. You know, I've heard it numerous times that 80% of one's success in life is due to their personality, who they are as a person, their attitude. And so uh, if you develop that, you can always develop that other 20%. You need to do whatever you need to do. But if you start off with that pleasing personality, as Napoleon Hill principle calls it, you're on a very, very good footing. And one thing I think, uh, when I meet people, and I, I bet you're the same, especially when we have a network like we do, whenever I meet someone, I'm automatically thinking, how can I serve this person? Who do I know that I can connect them with, that can help them, that's in a similar business? And when you go into meeting someone with the idea of how can I serve them, can I introduce them to someone, can I interview them for my radio show, can I write a blog post about them, this really engages you as a person as far as how as being interested in someone else because you're trying to get information and details and, and finding out more and more about them. Is that something that you do now because of the tens of thousands of contacts you have you basically could refer someone to pretty well anyone who needs anything. <laughs> well, you know, truthfully, yeah. That's exactly what I do. I, I had um, a company in this morning, and the company is called Isobar, I-S-O-B-A-R. And they're a, uh, a very large company that is connected to a very even larger company around the world. And so they came in this morning to say, well, Donna, you know, we're looking at doing this, this, and this. And we wondered if you had contacts that you could <laughs> share with us. And I said, sure, I've got lots of contacts I can share with you, but where's your focus? What are you looking for? Tell me what it is so that I can really look and see where I can help you. And what they said was really interesting. Well, we want everyone everywhere and i said but i don't know everyone and i don't know where everywhere is be more specific yes. and what i found tom was that they couldn't be more specific because they do everything and uh they're probably very good at what they do but they're losing people like me and maybe people like you because they can't say oh tom oh donna i'm looking for people that are, you know, five foot one mm. and and have arthritis. Yeah. If they don't tell you, how do you know how you can make the connection? And I believe people like people who are like themselves. They buy from them, sell to them, hire them, refer them. So I want to find that common ground. And this company, which is a wonderful company, didn't give me anything to grab a hold of. Right. So even though they're a great company, I can't find that connection that, that will make it sense. profitable. Because I'm thinking of your brain as it's processing. Geez, I know like 15,000 people, and so uh, you can't think of that many. Uh, but if someone can narrow it down for someone who lives in Oakville, who's five foot one, who sells Honda, you know, now you're like, okay, I got exactly the guy for you for that. Exactly. I, and I actually just wrote this on a scratch piece of paper from reading Dan Kennedy's The Ultimate Marketing Plan. It says your net profits from marketing will be de determined more by your diligence with the discriminatory selection of prospects than Absolutely. by anything else. 
Absolutely. Um, I I run a a power team, and my power teams uh, have been going for years and years and years. And um, power teams are a support group of like-minded men and women who are willing to pay to join a group of people who say, we'll all sit around a table, we will listen to each other, and we will find ways that we can add value to being here. So that means that each of us have got to try and do our very, very best to help everybody else who's in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get 10 or 12 or 15 people, all of whom are actually listening as each person speaks, magic happens. Wow. And what I have seen happen less and less with the networking groups that are out there is that everyone comes in and says, Hi, my name is and I sell such mm-hmm. and such. And everybody is shaking hands with each other, trying to sell themselves. And nobody wants to buy. Mm. What we need to do is we need to be very, very cognizant of the fact that we need to build a relationship before we try to make the sale. And the way we make the relationship work is to take the time to listen, to find our common ground, and to truly care about each other. I love it. And this is the ideal way to build businesses by being interested in the other person because there's something there's something built in people that if you show a lot of interest in me I'm all of a sudden for some compelling reason going to be very interested in who is this person that thinks I'm so brilliant and is asking me such great questions (laughs) pretty soon you look a lot smarter you look a lot prettier you look a lot taller yeah wow this person is really brilliant basically they're asking me all the things that I love to talk about exactly and whereas exactly. if someone asks you or tries to sell you something, immediately a wall goes up. Well, I don't know if I can trust them, not trust them. But if they're asking me about me, I can trust them because I can, mm-hmm. can talk about yeah. me very well. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate because uh, I'm a journalist, and I get to uh, to do a lot of interviews for a lot of really exciting people. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, Tom, that um, if I was to call and to say, I don't care who the person is, I'm a journalist, and I'm looking to do an article on you for ABC publication. I very rarely have anyone say no. Right. And what I do is I, I ask them questions that are reflective of who they are. I don't ever write anything negative because there's enough of that out in the world. I like right. the positive. I like to, to interview somebody and tell a story of, that makes them human right. but real. So I think it's really, really important. So, uh, you know, uh, you're going to be on, uh, uh, you're coming to Rotary Club. Yeah. And you're going to speak to my Rotary Club. And you're going to be a guest on my radio program. And this is how uh, the world is working in this day and age, and it's uh, so powerful. And what I found as well, probably you found this, and maybe listeners can learn from this, is that some of the people that we look at in magazine covers, Donna Messer's on a magazine cover, wow, and famous people, they are, a lot of them are fairly accessible and willing to help, and often just out of the goodness of their heart. And uh, it's hard for people sometimes to comprehend, because people lead busy, busy lives, and well-known people probably lead just as busy or busier lives. But when you can understand that, 
uh, these great people out in the world are really available to help others a lot of the time, and they love to serve. Uh, It really is interesting when you reach out to people and they are willing to help, isn't it? I think the secret is being able and unafraid to actually ask. Right. And, you know, sometimes people will say to me, well, how did that happen? Well, I asked. Weren't you afraid? No. What's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. What's the best thing that will happen? They're going to say yes. Yeah. So you've only got two ways to go. <laughs> and if they and say no, you're no further ahead than or behind than you are right now. Exactly. And you just know that, okay, that person, that organization, that particular situation doesn't work. But there's no point in crying. There's no point in and, and getting upset. You just move on. Exactly. And I think that's probably why I am successful, Tom, is that I don't take it personally. If I took it personally, I'd be doing, oh, dear, oh, poor me, oh, my goodness, what have I done wrong? But I just have to accept the fact that I like who I am. I believe I'm a good person. I have good morals and values, and uh, I love to help people. And I help dozens and dozens and dozens of people every week. And I don't charge to help Uh, those people. But I do hold them accountable. Nice. Now, accountability is huge. I was telling a group uh, yesterday, Community Living uh, Oakville, Mm -hmm. and... uh, uh, I was uh, talking to them about serving and, and uh, you know, I was asking them, try and get people to volunteer and serve because there's, there's really something about serving together and helping people in your community. It's a great way to connect with people. Uh, you're not going to be talking about work. You're going to be talking about the service you're doing together to help other people. And so um, that's a great way as well, and, and uh, you do a lot of that. And, and that brings you into contact with a lot of people as well. When you're serving alongside other people, uh, that builds a, a, a unique bond that you wouldn't get if you just met them in a, an ordinary business setting. And so you, you do... Uh, a lot of that. Now, I wanted to talk about one thing that maybe people don't realize or understand. Or I don't even know if it's the same for you, but I am, uh, although people would say, wow, Tom is an introvert, mostly an introvert. I spend a lot of time in public, and I'm energetic, enthusiastic, positive, all those things in public. Uh, but I need my downtime. It takes a lot of energy to be in a group of people. And you interact with a lot of people in various forms throughout the world. Uh, does it does the energy required to be who Donna, who the world expects Donna Messer to be? Does that sometimes take a lot of energy on days when you, like myself, I don't feel like saying amazing on the days I always say amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I would be um, I would be a fool to say that I can do it all the time. It takes a huge amount of of energy uh, to be who you are, and uh, I'm a person that gives out positive affirmations, positive stuff. And there are times when you know I just want to climb climb into a hole and pull the hole in after me. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm worn out, but. 
you know, there's nobody but me to look after me. So, uh, you know, I have to listen to my body. I have to take time out. But I would say, um, you know, God gave me the gift of of good health, and uh, I use it to the fullest. And, uh, you know, if I have to, uh, if I have to take time off, then I don't talk to anybody. I just go shut myself away, and uh, you know, maybe I'll sit out on a deck, maybe I'll have a, uh, a bubble bath, whatever it happens to be that works for me. Right, right, and so. Uh, people like ourselves that love being around people, sometimes we can over-schedule ourselves. And uh, sometimes I go to events that I've scheduled maybe the month before where I'm tired, whipped, wiped, everything. And and so when I initially set out, I don't feel like going. But A, I made a commitment, and so I go. And then once I get around people, the same thing always happens. I love being around people. And so I'm finding out that uh, you got to go to a lot of these things, even at the moment, if you're tired, all the different emotions you may have. Once you get there and you're around people, if you're a people person, your energy will come back up. But don't let, the, don't let the emotion of feeling tired or wiped stop you from going to things, because then it soon becomes an easy habit. Well, I'm just as tired as I was last month, so I'm not going again. Well, I think that if I use uh, yourself and me as examples, if we're both speakers, we get our energy from those who are in our audience. And if you can uh, get them excited and interested, then you can feed on their enthusiasm, which um, is kind of like a transfusion. And as long as you feel that you are giving to them, they in turn are giving back to you, and that takes away that tiredness. Yes, exactly. You're mutually giving of yourself. Absolutely. To each other. Absolutely. Yeah. To each it's got to be a two way street. It's got to be a two way street. And I even heard it kind of used as a great analogy that I love to use uh, as well is church going. I heard a thing that, yeah, if you. You have to sometimes look at going to church as who may be missing your encouragement, your word of wisdom, your help, your service, rather than what am I going to get out of it, what am I going to get out of it. And so if you go there to mutually, uh, and that was in your bio as well, being a mutually beneficial, going to serve others, knowing at the same time from their energy you're going to be served, um, yeah. that creates a, an amazing energy, <laughs> creates more energy than what you started with. Absolutely. Now, um, do you uh, do you know the term servant leadership? Oh, I love it. I have a page called Servant Leadership that I so I, I I love it. Um, I write about it. I practice it, uh, and I think it is. Uh, I think it's something that more and more people should should learn about. Definitely. You know, if if you think about the characteristics of being a servant leader. Basically, what it says is you have to listen. You have to have empathy. You you have to be aware. Uh, you, you have to be able to conceptualize what's going on. you got to have foresight. And you've got to be able to say, hey, I'm here and I can help you. Yes. Yes. And that breaks down every barrier. It breaks down any misconceptions, mistrust. If you're honestly, diligently looking to help other people... They won't know it, and yeah. they will, uh, and sometimes they'll allow you to help them, sometimes they won't, but if you always offer to serve and offer to help, 
uh, you'll do so well in life. One thing with servant leadership, I was uh, sometimes talk about that. There's no formula to it. I wish there was, because then I'd be mm. really wealthy. But if you, if there only was a formula that if I serve six people, I'm going to make eight hundred bucks. There's no magical yeah, nice. formula. Yeah. But the universe somehow conspires and says, look at that Donna Messer. She's serving a lot of people. Let's throw a blessing or two her way. And I hope it works that way. I think from what I've done serving others that it works that way where someone would say, wow, how did Donna Messer get to meet that person? Well, that's because she did you know, all kinds of good work last year. And somehow the universe is just piling up or tabulating, saying, well, look at that. Let's introduce Donna to this person, or let's have this opportunity come her way. And if only people could understand that and put it into practice, test it to see how it works, because in my life I see that all the time, so many blessings that come to me that I just wonder, how did that happen? But then my wife will remind me, well, Tom, you're always out serving, helping, lending, However but don't can. you find sometimes you don't even recognize that it is service? It's just yeah. who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll do things for free that my wife says, man, yeah. you know, you do a lot of stuff for free that takes time that you think about while you're with the person, before you're with the person, after you're with the person. Yeah. And so, I, as you said, someone has to point it out to me that, yeah, oh, yeah, I do do a lot for free. <laughs> but you sometimes, know, the, I, sometimes it could be in a bad way, like, hey, I should start charging more. But you don't want to be starting to think that. The more you help, the more the world will make sure you get paid. I think it's good that uh, when you do look at what you've done and other people say, hey, you should be paying for that, then it is not you that is uh, making the move. It is those who believe in you, and mm-hmm. that is a heck of a lot better than you trying to push yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I love it. I love it. And now, um, how about your family and friends from when they were young? Uh, are they, like, scratching their heads? Like, how did Donna get so famous and busy and doing all these things? Uh, uh, did you show signs of this? what you're doing now when you were young or did it take a while for you to like hit your stride and like now Donna Messer's everywhere I'm looking online and I I, I think I think it it sort of just crept up I'd love to say that you know I took training and this is what happened but no I think uh, you, you just grow with it you know if it's something that's comfortable and you do it and it works you just keep doing it exactly Exactly. So, um, and then it just grows. It just seems yeah. to grow. And you're like, wow, I can't believe yeah. I know so many people. Yeah. So and I'm, now I'm do you have a system for, uh, because yeah. I find now I get so many names and people and different Yeah, no, things. I do have a systematic process. Okay. I use my process on a regular basis. Can you explain um, it a little bit? Because people yeah. may like that idea. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, I believe in the power of yes. Um, so if it, somebody says, can you do something, I always say yes. Um, and then if I really think about it, I think, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do that? If I can't do it, who do I know that I can uh, connect with who will do it for me so that I don't lose face? 
And uh, I, I, I believe that it's one of the reasons for my success because the people who are part of my network, they know if I'm going to refer them, it's going to be good for them and it's going to be good for me. So um, all of the things that I have done over time is to um, make sure that, first of all, I surround myself with other people who are equally good at what their area of expertise is. And so if I need, uh, someone comes into me and says, I need someone who can uh, help me with, I will automatically go, I can do it. If I can't, I know someone who can. Mm. I will then go and do my homework on it and find out this isn't for me. It doesn't have my strength, um, but it's very good for Mary or Bob. I'll call Mary or Bob and say, here's an opportunity. Do you want me to inter- Do you want me to introduce you to this person? Obviously, they're going to say yes, and uh-huh. I say, okay, you now owe me. <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? Do I have to pay you? Absolutely not. But you owe me that you have to tell me what happened and, and, and share your success story. Because I use, and this is part of my strategy, I use all of the people without abuse who benefit from being part of my network. Yes. So as an example, um, I have a young woman in my network who is an expert in her field, and I told her she had to write a book. She said, oh, I can't write a book. I said, yes, you can, and you can do it in 30 days. She was part of my power team, and uh, she said, I can't do it. I said, yes, you can. You're an expert. Um, I asked her a series of questions, um, and every time she answered me, I said, put the answer on a Post-it note. She did. And when she was finished the half an hour with me, I said, okay, those are your chapters. Now go and expand on them. Mm. She wrote the book in 30 days. In 60 days, it was published. She is uh, now out there uh, speaking with the book, and uh, the book is often purchased to be given to all the people who are going to be participating in that uh, particular uh, conference. Mm. So will she now go out and tell the world? Absolutely. Does she say Donna was instrumental in it happening? Yes, she does. There you go. Did I write the book? No, I wrote the foreword. I did the edit. Yeah. But I'm very proud of who she is and what she's accomplished, and I don't have her expertise. Right. All of the words were hers. All of the knowledge was hers. I strictly did what I was good at, and that's because I know how to edit. I know how to write. Yeah. And so, that's so you're a great able partnership. to help someone else pursue their purpose and their goals and flower, flower into the person they're to become, and then your name gets mentioned along the line. And so That's, that's the secret. That yeah. is what you need, Tom. You need that other people to be able to, uh, to say, without Tom, I would not have been able to do this. I know that I had the strength, but right. he gave me the encouragement and the courage to move forward. Exactly, exactly. Tell us more about what are those groups called again, because A, it sounds like just exactly the kind of thing I wanted to do as a business model, and B, it's the ideal way. Uh, I call it more uh, accountability partners, uh, yes. but your process is the same. Basically, when, you, when uh, all these people in the group, however big you let the groups get to, are focused on helping each other, and so even without even having to focus on themselves, they got all these other people focusing on them. Uh, and they don't powerful. even realize 
Yeah. They do, they don't even realize that they're helping each other. They're just listening, and and uh, all of a sudden, oh, I know someone you could talk to. Oh, I've got this idea, and and you can see the the sizzle happening in the room. Mm. And by the time it's finished, and uh, my power team, just as an example, meets at Cora's, which is a breakfast and lunch restaurant. Mm-hmm. We use the back room. We meet every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. till 9 a.m. And uh, people pay to belong. And it's a year-long membership. And they can come out every week or they can come out for the first six weeks. They can stay away for a while, but they can come back whenever they want to. And they get to set goals and achieve them. So it's really, really a great way to go. I also do a two-day intensive where uh, people spend a day with me, and it's called A Day with Donna. And if you do A Day with Donna, that means that you must come with three goals that you want to set, and you want to achieve those goals within the next 60 days. Hmm. You set the goals. I put you through a series of exercises. You write yourself a letter. Uh, that you mail that says, I'm going to accomplish these three goals. Um, I put you on a uh, tracking to make sure that you know that I'm watching you. And um, magic happens, and everyone achieves their goals. And the reason for it is there's me, the accountability coach, and there's the team that was there who all want to be able to say, look what we accomplished. And, yeah, they feel uh, like a ownership of each other. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> I'm you know, part the, of Donna Messer, and she's part of me. And exactly. So you feel like, look at her go, way to go. It's like your own yeah. little che- team. Well, you'll just have to come out. Yeah. You'll have to come out and, and check us out. I, it's exactly the thing I would love. It's uh, Napoleon Hill's mastermind principle and uh, effect. And, and what I'm thinking as well is that when you get different people from different backgrounds in a group, let's say you're in one industry and you get everyone in the room together for a meeting, it's all the same industry ideas from that industry. But you get ten people around the table and they're all different backgrounds and different industries there's going to come out of there some ideas for each person's business that would be like, wow, we never talk about it like that at our office. And so you get this new perspective, outside perspective, Mm -hmm. different than probably the one you're getting every single day from your boss, your job, your company. And so that's that kind of exponential thinking and ideas and creativity can really jumpstart someone's goals and plans. I agree. I agree. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Have you written a book yet? Uh, I have enough words written for a book. I haven't. So that's the answer. No, Donna, I haven't written a book yet. No, I haven't written one yet. I've Ah, written it. I haven't published it yet. So if you set that goal and you were to come to my power team, you'd make that goal happen because everybody else would be going, I want to read that book. What's it about? What's it called? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. All right, so for my own benefit and everyone who is living anywhere near one of these groups, because there's people all over the world, imagine you don't have them maybe all over the world, but let's say I'm in Mississauga, Brampton, Oakville, tell me about those groups, because you're going to anyone who is interested there. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I speak uh, at a lot of different conferences, but I'm also very social media savvy. So we can connect on Skype. We can uh, bring together a Google Plus 
uh, we can do just about anything anywhere in the world. Mm. And one of the things that I find pretty exciting is the fact that I can communicate just about anywhere. You know, Mm. I just got something in um, a few minutes ago, and it's from Switzerland. And it is a a woman that uh, is a colleague of mine. I met her when I was in Italy. She is a horologist. Do you know what that is? No. A horologist is a watchmaker. Wow. And she is the only female watchmaker who belongs to the Swiss Watchmakers Mm. Association. And she has just sent me an update telling me what's new in her life and would I please um, share it. So, obviously, I've got to go through this and go, okay, how do I and what do I do to to share this? I also got a, a letter from somebody who saw the magazine and um, she, I said, send me a query letter because she would like to write for uh, The Voice. Ah. And so she's just sent me a, qu- a query letter that says, wouldn't it be interesting to know how many historic houses in the greater Toronto area have become museums? I'll bet your readers would like to know. I'm a freelance writer living in Oakville with a published clip in Seniors Review magazine. I propose an article outlining historic house museums in the GTA. It will include background information on each as well as addresses, phone numbers, hours of operation. Your readers will be surprised to know how many of these historic gems lie right within their backyard. Wow. It does sound cool. Isn't that cool? It does sound neat. So I'm going to follow up with her, and she will probably get the opportunity to write for our magazine. Simple as that, because as you had mentioned earlier, she asked. She asked. She asked. She had the thought, but she didn't think, well, Donna's never going to answer me. She must get like 300 emails a day. She just emailed and just left it up to you now on your end to decide. And so, wow, amazing. That's how it works. That's in action what we're talking about and how it works. Yeah. Now, this one is, this is the, uh, the Swiss person. Dear Donna, I will launch my book at the end of May. Uh, and then I'm going to a global summit in, in Paris. Will you be at one of these events? I need the support of all my friends. Do you have any good tips or ideas? I look forward to receiving your answer. I intend to tour Canada and the United States in September to promote my book, and I would like to associate it with special events for women entrepreneurs. Cool. Amazing. Very cool. So tell yeah. me another thing, one kind of, well, uh, maybe this might be the last one, but uh, you must get by now tons of emails. I, I know I get tons from various sources, and at times, regular times, it can be uh, somewhat exhausting, overwhelming, because you uh, I pour my heart and soul into helping and serving and writing a nice reply and remembering all these things and connecting all these people. and. Sometimes it gets to be a drain in the morning when you open up and you got all these emails and you know it's all people you love, but you're like, oh man, I got a lot of work just answering emails before I even do it, it, much it's else. Rough. It's rough, yeah. and sometimes you have to have help. Yeah. And you know, I have interns, and my interns come from um, some of the local schools. Uh, okay. They get uh, uh, co-opt with me. They get uh, credits for being part of it, and they help me. Good. 
And that's a good way to multiply yourself. Do, as you kind of mentioned earlier as well, do all the things you're really good at and yeah. then try and uh, get others to help you with the rest. And I imagine even when you need help with all your correspondence that uh, you still eye it all, you know what's going out. It's not just say something to this person, oh, you write something to that person. In the end, you're still yeah. uh, getting your concepts, ideas, and thoughts and emotions through to the person, but you use help when you need it to keep mm-hmm. up on that. Because it's just as kind of rude to build a network uh, that you don't follow up with, stay in touch with, and help as it is to exactly. not even build the network. If you're going to build a network of people that you love and serve, uh, you can't ever regret doing that or neglect doing that. And so that gets tough at times. It does. It does. Nice. It does. And you know, I I try to um, I try to minimize the negatives and maximize the positives because if you can, and I think you're probably going to speak from more experience than me, uh, the more you can dwell on the good stuff, the easier it is to forget the bad. Oh. Donna, this is right up <clears throat> my alley. Uh, when you're in pain 24-7, um, if you don't focus on the positive things purposely, that pain is going to wear you out. And so focusing your thoughts on the positive, on serving others, helping others, the challenges of others, and off of yourself going to make you feel a lot better. <laughs> it's going to keep your eye, eyes and thoughts off of your own problems and challenges, which we all have. Now, do you teach people who um, perhaps have, like you, uh, um, a disability, an affliction, whatever you want to call it, um, that says, you know, I could could moan and groan, I could sit around and feel sorry for myself, but instead of doing that, I... Yeah. And I do a lot of uh, workshops for the Arthritis Society. So there's a lot of people in there that... (laughs) <laughs> admire me and ask, you know, how do you I'm thinking, so busy? Yeah. How do you keep busy? How do you do all the things you do? Um, mostly a lot of times it's mind over matter, but if you have enough things going on, you can't focus on how sore you are. It's If you slow down, I'll sometimes be like, oh, yeah, I am really sore today. This is a bad day. But if you're busy and you're focused and you're helping others, that's not going to be the core of your thoughts. And if you yeah. know as many, if you know as many people as the two of us know, you, I always know people who are in right at the very second going through challenges and the adversities that people face in life. And so I often think to myself, like, oh, I would be ashamed to think badly or negatively or anything about myself when I personally know people going through way worse. I'm ever experiencing at that time. And so that's another thing about having a big network of people is that you always know people worse off are going through challenges, so you can always feel blessed that, okay, yeah, my current challenge is nothing compared to these half a dozen people that I know who are just as undeserving of the challenges I am. Well, yeah. Well, I I think you've got a perfect outlook. And, uh, you know, I, I encourage you to write that damn book really fast. <laughs> I'm going to get into So these groups that you have, these are meeting-in-person groups. These are not people. Some of are them they? are, some of them are not. 
Um, you know, I, I, I can't be everywhere. Um, yeah. I do travel. Uh, I've, uh, I've been all over the United States. I've been all over Europe. I've been all over the Caribbean. Um, so a lot of organizations will connect with me. Um, on Friday, I'm doing the fifth annual Cross STIHR Research Day. And that is Strategic Training Initiative in Health Research, and it's through the University of Toronto, and it's through CAMH. So, oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> so it's in that area. I've been on the board for Community Living for Ontario. I'm actively involved with uh, March of Dimes. I'm speaking at their conference. Uh, I do a lot of things for people who have special needs. I'm nice. a foster mom for Dog Guides of Canada. Oh, uh, I wow. just was well, They spoke at a Rotary Club just last week. Yes, yes. Um, I, um, um, I've fostered and my children have fostered many dogs, and uh, we're very, very proud of all of them. Um, so there's, there's lots of things that we do, and uh, I'm on the board for United Way here in Oakville, so I know of all the good works that we sponsor. Yeah. Um, I'm an active Rotarian, and uh, this week uh, I have been working with youth, and I'm part of Camp Enterprise, I'm part of uh, uh, the Interact Clubs, the Rotaract wow. Clubs, the RILAs, oh, the Rila. Group I'm Study Exchange, all of those things. So the groups that meet, like where each of them are all meeting and helping each other, uh, just I want to ask, and I just want anybody who's thinking that would be an amazing thing to try, but I probably can't afford that, how much would something like that cost for your weekly meeting with these people who are If you come to a weekly meeting um, on Power Team, as an example, that costs $250. That $250 gives you a year of opportunities to uh, interact with... $250 for the whole year? Yeah. That's it? That's it. Can I tell you on the air that's not enough? <laughs> you should charge more. Wow, oh, ab- absolutely. To, to have but rec- to have people pouring into your life and loving on you and serving you and suggesting and helping and creating and developing. Man. But it does it builds more business. Right. So it gets me opportunities with all the universities because I get a lot of of uh young grads who can't find jobs. Um, I get um, high-profile uh, executives who've been dis, dis- they've wow. been you know and 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 uh, they're going to start businesses. Uh, I get people who want to um, climb the corporate ladder and don't know how to do it. Uh, so I I get more business. So even um, the low cost is a service, basically. You're doing yeah. it to serve others, make yeah. it affordable no matter their yeah. circumstance. And then just as that's exactly what your philosophy is. Now they're exactly. going to tell other people, well, I'm in this group, and people are going to be like, wow, how did you afford that? Well, you wouldn't believe it. It's only $250. You should join. And pretty yes. soon you got a walking testimonial bill. Exactly. <laughs> and then what happens, uh, which is really kind of interesting, Tom, is that um, I'll hear a story, and I'll say, that's a really good story. You should come and speak to my Rotary Club. So then yes. they come and speak to that Rotary Club, and then all of the other speakers, uh, chairs from other Rotary Clubs, ask me, have you got any good speakers? And I say, ah, absolutely. Let me introduce <laughs> you to some of them. <laughs> wow. So, wow. So you see how it grows? 
It grows. It grows. And uh, I will tell people listening, I have two people trying to recruit me to their weekly mastermind group, and it costs $500 a month. Yeah, well, those are people that are out. Don't get me wrong. I like to earn a living, but I like to earn it so that people can afford it. And uh, let's face it, if, if you came to my group and you liked it and you told 10 people, what happens is I have to start another group. So this one group is on Thursday, maybe the next one's on Wednesday. Uh, this group is early in the morning, maybe the other group is going to be uh, after hours. Mm. But we need to have 10 people in order to start a group. Nice, but that will enable and, and people will be wanting to start groups. Absolutely. Oh, I want to get my friends together. I want to get my coworkers together. That's right. And, you know, the minute you, you start to see that you can measure the results, you go, why didn't we do this before? Wow. And the reason is that nobody thought of it. Everybody's out to make as much money as possible, and wow. they're not thinking about the we, they're thinking about the me. That is, so, wow, that is so Counter-cultural. That price mm-hmm. is so low, but the results of it being so low, it helps more people, and it gets more people talking about you. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. just exactly the philosophy that you're putting into practice. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I walk my talk. Amen. All right, we could go on forever, I think. We could, so, but uh, we're uh, now I'm going to give you the pitch, because yeah. you are going to be at my Rotary Club on yeah. May the 6th. Yep. And that is the Rotary Club of Oakville West. You are a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor. Mm -hmm. You teach the success principles from Think and Grow Rich, a book which I read and reread on a regular basis. And um, you are the business development manager at Oakville Honda. I do not drive a Honda, but if I'm looking for a new car, maybe I should come and talk to you. You should at least come and see what I have. And that's the reason why I do a lot of service. And Oakville Honda lets me speak for free in the community for the idea of letting people know who we are and building into their life before they need a car. I think it's great. A good idea. Now, uh, go over that website, A, because I love that. Uh, I'm a fan of website domains and cool names and thoughts and ideas for website domains. And connect us is like oh that's that's there's a good story there uh, yeah and connect us started in 1993. Uh, I was a director of agriculture for the state of Illinois. My role was to build business between uh, Canada, the United States, Iceland, and Greenland. And um, as I built and I'm a journalist, so I wrote about everything I did. Uh, and it was never about me. It was about the companies that I was helping. But uh, the papers and the uh, publications would pick it up. And so what happened is all of the states surrounding the state I worked for started to ask me, well, can you connect us? And I kept hearing this, and I thought, oh. So I registered the domain name, set up a website, which was terrible, but at least it was a website. And uh, I left the state, and I've never looked back. And as a matter of fact, I'm writing um, an article right now and uh, it's on who are who is the us in Connect Us. Oh. Because I started the us in 1993, and I started with a group of about eight people sitting around a boardroom table. 
And uh, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, within a month, that eight people became 16 people, became 32 people, became 64 people. And, you know, we had to move because we had no more room. Wow. And it was all because people recognized if they just took the time to listen that the brain power around a table or in a room that could help you was immense. But you just had to be willing to listen. That's often what it takes. So Connect Us, is it Connect Us Canada? It's uh, Connect Us Canada, uh, and the website is www.connectuscanada.com. Um, you can also go on to my personal website, which is com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. If you're on Twitter, it's Talk to Donna. Yes. And I have a radio program that is called Talk to Donna. And uh, I only interview people with a good story to share. Wow, fantastic. There's lots of places people can find you, and you uh, can be found. I've seen your name come across my screen of life numerous times. So amazing, good work that you're doing. Looking forward to seeing you at the Rotary Club coming up, and keep up the amazing work. Uh, You're creating a legacy that will outlive you from all the service uh, that you're helping uh, others, and that's probably worth as much as money in the end. I think it is, and, you know, strange that you would use the word legacy. I had a girl in yesterday who uh, lost her stepson last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he was a young man, a good, well-behaved young man who uh, was in a car, did not have his seatbelt on, was texting, and um, died in an automobile accident. And so she's looking at raising awareness, and she has wristbands that are from the Pay It Forward group. Mm. And um, I talked to her yesterday, and I said, uh, let's set up a TED Talk in Beamsville. That's where they're from. And she said, well, what will I do? And I said, pick something that has uh, something that will encourage you to bring the right speakers in and uh, I said how about legacy and she said oh I love it so she's going to set up a TED talk in Beamsville for speakers who can talk about legacy wow. and what it means I'll, to them I'll be there and I'll be well that's her. it I will make sure that you know her Amazing. thanks for your time today Donna I appreciate All it right. so much take care have, have an amazing day okay bye now <laughs> 